so welcome back to the next episode of the Let's Chat Derbyshire podcast, uh, a podcast about mental health, suicide prevention and neurodiversity. I'm Luke and I work in Derbyshire's public health, mental health and suicide prevention team. We hope you're doing well today and today we're lucky enough to be joined by Danny from First Steps Eating Disorders and we are going to be talking about male body image and eating disorders. If you're not already, do follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as we do post more information on there uh, about the episode. Just before you introduce yourself, Danny, we do like to start off just by checking in with our guests, see how you're doing out of 10. Oh, it's a tough question to start with. Eh? <laughs> I think I'm going to say about uh, a seven, a seven, I think. Yeah, that's um, solid. Yeah, so I feel like um, New Year, you're kind of feeling fresh with things, yeah. new ideas, new things. But then you kind of got the January blues just sort of like yeah. <laughs> hanging in there a little bit as well. So a bit of both. Yeah, that wait till payday as well, isn't it? Exactly. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's freezing today as well. Yeah, I'm probably about a six or a seven. The, the cold has got to me. I'm yeah, I hate not, the cold. Yeah, not good with the cold. <laughs> Uh, so if you will not mind, if you just start off with telling us a bit about yourself uh, and a bit about First Steps and I guess what they do uh, as a organisation. Yeah, so I'm an integrative uh, counsellor and psychotherapist. Mm. Uh, so I actually qualified just last year. Uh, so I've yes. been doing my uh, qualifications alongside working. Um, all integrative means really is that I blend a few different kind of modalities together. Um, yeah. And I've been working at First Steps for just about four years now. So just Amazing. before the pandemic started. Yeah. Um which was a bit of a, a strange time to start. Like everything just went straight online and yeah, yeah a bit of a, a difficult time. Um, but in terms of what First Steps uh, ED is, we're essentially an eating disorder charity based in Derby. Um, we work nationally and um, offer kind of a range of services really. So we offer yeah. like one-to-one support, workshops, groups. Uh, we offer support for, for parents. Um, yeah, so kind of anything around eating disorders, yeah. eating difficulties, any negative feelings, negative relationship around eating, um, negative behaviors, all those yeah. kind of things. So yeah, that's great. It's great to hear. It's such a you know v- wide variety of support for people. Um, what is male body image and the link to eating disorders it, it can have? And yeah, how do, how are the two linked? Yeah, I think maybe maybe the way to look at it is that thoughts, emotions, and behaviors are all very much linked with yeah. each other. You know, when we when we're doing well, we're often thinking good things we're feeling good things and we're doing good things but yeah obviously similarly when we're doing negative we're doing very similar as well um so if you're starting with those negative thoughts around body image feeling a little bit um insecure around it yeah. um obviously then the emotions come with it and the behaviors can come with it as well um but i think like most mental health issues it's very much kind of linked with the stories we tell ourselves about ourselves, you know, if we're not yep. feeling particularly good about ourselves or I'm not good at this or I don't look yeah. good, obviously that leads to, to bigger things. Um, but I think for men, it's probably a lot more rooted with um, things like masculinity and how that plays a big role in society and how yeah. difficult it is to kind of live up to that kind of masculine ideal and the expectations yeah. that are placed on us. Um, but then other things as well, like gym culture plays a big part as well. I think particularly mm. for kind of younger people going to the gym for the first time, being around people who are obviously um, in that environment a lot. Again, a lot of expectations placed on people. Um, But I think as well, like body image is very much linked to happiness, isn't it? I think for a lot of people, which is not necessarily right, but it Mm. it does play a big part for for people. Um, And I think maybe the way to see it is that the eating disorder is sort of like the vehicle to get into that place of happiness, even though in reality it doesn't lead to happiness but that's why it becomes very difficult to 
to to break down because there's that belief that this eating disorder will uh, take me to yeah. kind of where I want to be. Um, but yeah, I think lastly, just it's it's unique to the individual. Trauma plays a part, upbringing, yeah. all those things yeah. as well. Um, so yeah, it's very it's very unique. I think. Yeah, and I can imagine it'd be quite hard for each individual to notice those signs and stuff as well. And like you said, there's so many factors that can play a part in it as, as that bigger picture. Yeah, it it could start really from anything can't it and then yeah i think especially like when you're if it's something you've been struggling with for a a long time you're not really noticed like particularly when you just go into the gym for the first time for example and you pick up these behaviors it seems very normal to you because you know you've been around it for a while yeah so and i don't know if this is linked so tell me tell me (laughs) if it's not anorexia and muscle dysmorphia is that something similar to it is that does that play a part in i guess male body image and stuff as well yeah i think it does um i I mean they are kind of similar in a sense um Mm. so i think with anorexia and like muscle dysmorphia they're they're quite similar because there's that idea of being unhappy with who you are and um but having a probably a target or a goal to work towards of this ideal body image yeah um so there's sort of that thing of do anything at all costs to get to that ideal body image because that plays Mm. obviously a big part for yourself of you know potentially yeah yeah, thinking that's going to be the good thing for you, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned about, you know, some of those signs, I guess, or some of the ways that it can have that knock-on effect. Um, are there any noticing signs that people could look out for in themselves, in others? Um, I guess one that initially comes to me, if someone suddenly starts going to the gym a lot more and it turns from a healthy, you know, thing into that unhealthy addiction. Are there any other maybe, yeah, signs that people can look out for in themselves, family members, friends? Yeah, I think anything that has a big impact on your on your wider life, I think it's good to take that little bit of time to yourself to analyse whether these yeah. behaviours and these thoughts and emotions are impacting other areas. So, for example, if you're feeling like you're needing to kind of up, uphold these behaviours to the extent that you're not seeing friends, for example, okay. that's a, obviously a, a yeah. big sign. Um, but I think in general, just looking at your relationship with, with food, like what is that mm. like? Does it kind of take over your life quite a lot does it make you feel quite down Mm. um but yeah just sort of i think take that time to to figure out is it having an impact on other areas of my life and that's a good good place to start so um male body image is a big area isn't it um it can go from like use of one extreme of going to the gym a lot and i guess it can go the other way of overeating do you think social media can play a part in that do you think that has a negative effect on especially younger males and stuff have you noticed that yeah i think social media is massive to be honest with the people Mm. that i've worked with i think particularly younger people it plays a really big part um i think in in a few ways as well i think the younger generation that i've worked with social media plays a massive role in their general life uh, to the extent that it becomes i think an element of control in itself and maybe an issue in itself Um, but then you look at the actual content of social media Mm. i think even for myself going down social yeah. media, you look at kind of general body images that you see on, on yeah. social media. It's very different to what you see just walking down the street, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think that, again, skews opinions and kind of ideas of what you're supposed to look like. Yeah, I think it can be easy to be caught in that trap. So I guess just to recap then on some of the signs, just to break it down a bit. Um, so I've just made some notes just while you were talking. So correct me if I'm wrong, but... I think if so, someone is starting to notice some unrealistic idea of their body image, and if it starts to become a bit of an addiction, low self-esteem around body image, is that a factor in that as well? Yeah. Cool. 
and then avoiding situations which you know maybe showing muscle showing off the body and stuff that can sort of lead into that or being i guess super hyper focused on food um on food intake and stuff yep that's good thank yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> i've <fine>. listened <laughs> that's fine that's fine thank <laughs> you Overall, it's, it's, I think it's really interesting. And I think a lot of times, and this may be me being naive, but we normally associate eating disorders, and maybe and this probably was more historic with females. Are you noticing a lot more male eating disorders around, you know, body image or just more, more normalised eating disorders coming through the, the service? Yeah, I think um, so. I, I think around about twenty percent of our referrals are, are male now. Um, right. There's a bit of a, I think, change between young people and, and adults. What I kind of observe that maybe less men are coming forward and seeking support okay. uh, compared to younger people. But I think there's probably a bit of a generational shift there, where younger yeah. people are a little bit more open to talking about the yeah. mental health a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think it's important to know that men do struggle with the same eating disorders, yeah. essentially. Obviously, anorexia, like I say, seen as more of a female issue, but absolutely not. We do see a yeah. lot of people coming through and getting support for yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think it's interesting as well, like muscle dysmorphia, we don't probably see quite as much of that as what people think. But I suppose, again, you think about the environments where muscle dysmorphia is quite an issue. It's not yeah. an environment where you seek support and kind of say, I've got an issue. Um, so I think that's probably the reason why. Um, but also binge eating as well is probably what I see the most with with men and boys as well. Um, so yeah, I think it's important just to break that stigma um, and yeah. ideas of that. You know, eating disorders are sort of this way for men and this way for for women. Um, but like I say, I think men are just less likely to to seek support, um, and behaviours tend to become a lot worse before they do yeah. seek support. Um, yeah, and then it just becomes more of an issue by that time. It mm. becomes a little bit difficult to to break that cycle yeah. a little bit. But I think there's a link that I'm noticing more, and I don't know if you are around eating disorders, someone who may be neurodivergent, you know, ADHD, autism, stuff. So with my ADHD, food is a, plays a massive part in terms of, I think, binge eating and being able to control that food intake and not feeling full. Is that something you've noticed in terms of the people you've seen having maybe another condition that's then impacting into that? Yeah, it's... Um we do see a lot of that, um, yeah, like ADHD, neurodiversity is yeah. alongside it. And I think it makes a lot of sense um, because mm. with uh, neurodiversity becomes, um, it's very difficult to regulate emotions and, and those kind of things. And obviously eating disorders are kind of there to take the place of that in a negative way, yeah. obviously. Um, so yeah, we do see a lot of people come through who also have you know, neurodiversities and other, other issues yeah. as well alongside it. Um, yeah, it does make That's a lot really of sense. Discussed a bit around uh, unhealthy uh, relationships with food, going to the gym and bits. Um, regarding binge eating, um, is there any advice or information we could maybe share around that as well? Yeah, I think, um, again, it's important to sort of notice binge eating. It's, it can be quite difficult to to kind of notice it with your own behaviours as well. Um, yeah. But what we tend to see is that there's a sort of a compulsive need to consume a lot of food in a very short space of time um, okay. and often it's linked to um, kind of not regulating emotions very well or feeling very overwhelmed people who yeah. struggle with binge eating tend to have a lot of um, I guess like a lot of overwhelming chaotic things in their life and they're not maybe right. taking the time to process those emotions a little bit mm. um, and then turning to food is a way of um, I guess like dealing with those emotions a little bit mm. um, and what we talk about in in therapy is um 
something called an anxiety cycle. So it's mm. the idea that when our emotions and our anxiety is building up quite a lot, um, essentially we turn to something negative like food, yeah. which then gets rid of the anxiety for a little bit, but then it builds actually more later down the line. Mm. So it's about finding ways to to kind of cope better with those situations yeah. rather than turn into the, the food itself. Um, but there's a big link kind of with... Um, uh, kind of boredom as well and comfort and turning okay. to foods um, yeah. as, a, as a need to do that as well and avoiding emotions quite a lot. Um, people sometimes describe it as uh, kind of blacking out while eating as well. So maybe right. not even noticing that they've consumed yeah. as much as they actually have. Mm. Um, and particularly in young people as well, you can observe it, maybe uh, them kind of raiding the fridge and stealing food yeah. and eating in secret as well. Um, so again, yeah, that can be a bit of a, a complex one to notice. Yeah. It's something that you've done for a long time as well. Um, about that. Are there any tips, I guess, about spotting the signs in someone? Because like you said, I think that could be really hard, especially if it's been done more secretively. Are there any useful tips maybe for, I guess, yeah, spotting the signs? I'm guessing the normal one is, you know, if you spot a change in something, but I don't know, it just seems, yeah, quite abroad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. it is. Um, I think, again, it comes back to, yeah, I think, like you say, changes with, with, with things and maybe... Okay if being a little bit secretive around food or right. I think carrying like guilt and shame around it as well as a big part of it. Okay. If you're feeling very guilty around eating. Um, but yeah, it's a, I think it's quite a complex one because if you observe those things, sometimes it's quite difficult to have those conversations, can't it? Of, yeah. you know, seeing those um, behaviors change. Um, mm. But yeah, I think in terms of kind of getting a bit of help around it as well, like look at how you're regulating your emotions as well. Like do you take time to sit with those emotions and, yeah. um, what's your ways of coping with emotions? It could be useful to like write down your feelings and thoughts, those kind of yeah. things as well. Um, so yeah, I think always look at the the other ways of, um, yeah, how you're dealing with yeah. emotions. So if someone's listening, they may, you know, for can first step support them. And I guess, you know, what age is it? Is the free or private support? What, yeah, I guess, how can that the service support them through? Yeah, um, essentially the best thing to probably do, I think, Always a good first port of call is to go to your GP if you feel okay. like you're, you know, struggling to begin with. But yeah, um, if you refer through to us, so if you go on our website, firststepsed.co.uk, um, you can refer through our website and then you'll go through a process of essentially having an initial assessment at that point. Yeah. And we'll um, obviously discuss whether we're the right support yeah. um, to, to have in place. Um but yeah, then we, we discuss kind of at that point what's, you know, right suitable. for you and what's suitable. Mm. So it could be one-to-one support. It could okay. be um, group support. It could be befriending. Um, and we do have a private psychotherapy as well. So if you do want to pay for support and yeah. have a bit more intensive support, that's there as well. Um, so it is very tailored really for what yeah, you for what you need. Good. And we do have a wide range of support in place. Yeah. And um, what's the age range of support you offer? Is it, you know, just young people or... I guess is anyone who who can you support? Yeah, so it's uh, quite young. I think the youngest age we support is five. I think it might not might yeah. be uh, different to that, but I think it is five. Yeah. Um. But then we yeah we offer support all the way through the That's ages good. up until I think we've had people come through in their seventies and eighties yeah. uh, seeking support. So, um. Yeah, we've got something for for everybody really. That's really good, and I think it's just important even just having these conversations to reduce the stigma, especially for men and young lads. I think to no, it's all right just to come forward because eating disorders, I think, still has the female sort of stigma to it, doesn't it, in its own yeah. right. And, um, yeah, it's just not associated, I don't think, with men and young lads as much. So it's great to hear that, you know, that they are coming and utilising such a great service. But I think it's equally as important for 
us as I guess lads to yeah you know notice the signs and feel okay to, to come and get it yeah I think I think it's like that um it's a bit of a double stigma isn't it in, in itself yeah. because it's uh it's a mental health issue which is already I think for a man to yeah. admit is, is difficult but then on top of that like you say the eating disorder side of it it's yeah. um yeah I think that's a, a double stigma there it's very difficult to reach out for support yeah no that's great thank you but for Arfid there's a guide for parents is there any parent support on the website maybe in regard to the other conditions at all um, that they can access? Yeah, there is. So I think there is some actual uh, parental support on there, but we've also got blogs as well from, okay. like, I think, parents and also people who work with parents as well. Great. So that'll give a little bit of um, a helping hand in terms yeah. of spotting those signs and what to do and how to have those conversations as well. That's really useful. Yeah, we'll pop a link into that then so people can access it. Perfect. Is there any final, I guess, bits of advice or anything you'd just you know like to share or um not really i think the, the main thing is just to try and seek support as quickly yeah. as possible if you're starting to notice things change or you're noticing um your kind of relationship with food is a little bit off um yeah. i think at that point just go and go to your gp go and seek support with us or wherever you feels um suitable because the longer you leave it the more yeah. difficult it is to then break that cycle um so yeah, I think there should be no shame in, in seeking support and um, hopefully I think it can be a little bit difficult going to your GP. I think sometimes people have mixed yeah. opinions with it or mixed reactions yeah. from the GP. Um, but if you don't quite get the reaction you want, you can always request to see another GP. Is mm. always good advice as well. Um, but yeah, seek, seek support with us and um, we're always very welcoming and hopefully offer um, some good advice and support. No, that's great. Thank you. Definitely. No problem. And uh, we will be sharing some more information on social media. So I've already done a few posts around eating disorders, male body image, but we'll be resharing those and doing some of the more tailored uh, information, which you can find useful regarding referral routes and accessing it. So it'd be great just to follow first steps on social media. So it's just first steps ED, I think. Um, and then follow us as well at DCC MHSP. Uh, so yeah, thanks. Danny, it's been great having you on. No um, and no, I, I found it so interesting. Um, it's, uh, yeah, great. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. No, thanks. <clears throat> so you've been listening to the Let's Chat Derbyshire podcast. So yeah, don't forget to like and subscribe. And our episodes are released on the first and third Tuesday of the month. Thank you.